Welcome to the Casuals Podcast, part of Atentia Seniors Network. And we're going to start this podcast a little differently. Uh, Dimmy's here once again. What's up? Uh, Dimmy, just one quick question for you. Who is your MVP this season? Uh, Jokic, duh. What do you think? That's because you're white. Yeah. <laughs> That's because you're white. That's obviously yeah. who you would And who's choose. your MVP, bro? Uh, Joel Embiid. <laughs> We're starting a race war, I think. Yeah. <laughs> at, the, at the start of the pod, let's go. <laughs> so, all right, like there was a lot of shit talk this week about who was MVP, who actually, quote unquote, deserves it. Um, but let's be real. All these awards are like kind of made up and you're trying to say who is the most valuable person for the season. And I think Jokic has been amazing this year. Ama- unquestionably good. Yep. And he is like a point guard at center, and it's something we have never seen before. Agreed. That is one, it's undeniable. Shut the fuck up. Kendrick Perkins. Ken, okay, I, I just want to say this. Kendrick Perkins doesn't seem like the brightest bulb. No, he's definitely a character. Yeah. It, I'll give you that. Is he just leaning into the character, you think? I think that's why ESPN pays him, right? Yes. Like, yes. they know that whatever Kendrick is going to say, regardless of how potentially nuanced, which it never is really, I mean, rarely is, I should say, it's going to get eyeballs on the screen. Like we're talking about it. First thing on the, on, on the, uh, on the podcast. And to be fair, it sparked a bit of a debate and it's a lot of basketball media are talking about whether there is any sort of like, uh, internalized racism in the voting system or where like we want to see white people succeed because <laughs> because they're they are the underdogs in like a black dominated sport so let me let me just say this about Kendrick Perkins sometimes I think he has no idea how to articulate his point like he can mean something in a broader yeah. uh context yeah and then the Texas will come out and then he'll just be angry about it and then just spew it yeah. But the first thing he did is like he fucking lied, and I'll I'll put the um the I saw part, that, the yeah. part in it in the podcast right now. So here, this will be like where Kendrick Perkins basically intimates what he's saying, and then when JJ Reddick confronts him about it, he lies about it. He's like, yeah. "No, I didn't say it." It's like, yeah. "Dog, you said it in like twenty seconds." Yeah. It is very. Clear. We know what you said. Kendrick. We know what you said. Said Kendrick Perkins, and then there's the flip side to this to me, which is. What Kendrick Perkins, which I what I think was what he was trying to say, but didn't articulate properly, which he is right about. And like, here's the two things. One, there is a, um, it's called an implicit bias for a reason, mm-hmm. meaning it's not explicit, meaning you're not doing it consciously, but it's happening. Yep. And that was one part where Kendrick Perkins, I think like he did not articulate that properly. And we spent all of 2020, 2021 with people protesting in the streets posting black squares asking black people how they were doing and now every no one knows what implicit bias means yeah. remarkably a couple years later <laughs> <laughs> and then when kendrick perkins said eight out of ten um voting members are white this is what he said and then espn this is the only part they, they released results for. right yeah yeah they apologized and said like no that's wrong kendrick perkins was wrong about this yeah we apologize the actual stat is 68 percent of them are white so seven out of ten yeah. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Let's do this whole apology. It's seven out of ten. We just want to clarify: it's not eight, you bigot. It's, <laughs> it's seven. seven. <laughs> seven. This is my thing about like the the Jokic argument. As good as he is, I've just always thought, and I grew up. I mean, we have a fucking basketball podcast. Like 
You cannot win three MVPs. I have just always like, you can't win three MVPs if Jordan didn't do it, if Kobe didn't do it, when Giannis was up for his third MVP. And I'm happy I'm talking to a Giannis guy right yep. now. It was like out of the question that Giannis could win because he did not have a championship at the time. Yeah, yeah. And my dumbass, as I was listening, was like, yeah, I guess they're right. You can't win three. That's See, that is a bias in itself, yeah. right? Even though it's a regular season award, yeah. we're, we're taking away from the success of Jokic mm-hmm. and Giannis as well right now mm-hmm. because, well, I mean, Giannis has kind of proved himself in the finals, but Jokic hasn't been to the finals just yet. So yeah. even though it's a regular season award, we're humans, right? The voters mm-hmm. are going to be influenced by the narratives, the fairy tales, which is why I don't think if Jokic doesn't win this season... I'm not going to be that mad because we want the best story every year. We want the story of the season and we're not going to be objective about whether he had the best statistical impact on, on uh, the rest of the league. Can I just say another part of the implicit bias thing I think is that um, as a person who works out, is is it because Jokic is like a little doughy looking like (laughs) a lot of the the white media who doesn't work out kind of relate. I have a buddy, Miguel, who every time he talks about Jokic, We've been yelling at him about how good Jokic is. And all he says every time we make a coherent argument about Jokic being great, he sends an ice cream emoji. And it's like, dude, just looks like ice cream to me. I don't know, man. He can't be one of the best players. <laughs> yeah, because he doesn't look like an athlete. He just looks like... Uh, like, if you saw him walking around, like, where's he from? Slovenia? Somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, you just be like, oh, just, oh, the... Just a village idiot is walking around. Yeah, like, <laughs> he, like he seems just kind of big. Yeah, yeah. Can he move this tree? Yeah, he looks like Hodor. Yeah, you know? he should be a character in Vinland Saga, yeah. as opposed to like the NBA MVP. Yeah, but he's like a savant at basketball. So fucking good. Yeah. How did he get so? It's insane. How did he get so good at this? Well, they play the right way in Europe. That's why. <laughs> what does that mean? And that's the implicit bias thing. Like that's what it is. Is that his game looks like? And that's, I think, kind of what pissed me off when they said that he played the right way. It's like, what do you mean? You just, like, you win or you lose. And is there a right way to play for someone when they're losing? Was Jokic still playing the right way if he goes up against a Golden State Warrior team that where Steph is just bombing threes and having many illegal screens? Like, hey, good luck playing the right way back at home with your MVP. Is exactly. I think... Thing? I think- there's a couple of things. I think the word the right way might have that implicit bias. We know what it. that means. Yeah. But the weird thing about Jokic, which kind of blows up the argument a little bit, is I think he's just kind of perfected how to play with the skill set that he has to complement his That's team. What it is. Yeah. So like there might be people who genuinely want Jokic to win over the other black candidates. But objectively, he's also just really, really, really good at doing what he does best. And there's the right way for Jokic in this situation for this player is him doing the right thing for his team to win with the skills which he has. So it's it's a very nuanced and it's, you, you, like... Saying it almost makes you feel a bit. So let's t- let's take this out. I- I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot you some bail right now. Take yeah. this as a Steph Curry argument. Yeah. Part of the reason people like Steph Curry is when they see Steph Curry on the basketball floor, he's obviously Steph Curry's very strong, very athletic. But on the basketball floor, 
he made people identify with him because he's like, oh, he's a, like a slimmer dude. And instead of going in, driving the lane and dunking, he's shooting the basketball from ridiculous places. And that endeared Steph Curry to a whole bunch of the population in that it was not incredibly athletic feats. Yeah. And then the media, of course, loved Steph because of it. And that led to a version of bias. And then there is also um, this whole anti-AAU strain in the in the NBA the highlight yeah the highlight the consumer. highlight culture yeah but then does that exist like you could hate AAU and a lot of what that does in college basketball and the way we just watched Tyler Hero pound his chest after hitting the layoff as he drive the lane did it the like, right way <laughs> uh, you could say that the Tyler Hero I think. No, he's only one of only two active NBA players with a rap song named after them. Yeah. <laughs> Who's the other one? Bombo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So like That's the better track. That's the better track. Yeah. So you would say, why is that woman wearing a heat dress? Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you would say, why then um do they like bristle at this? Because the NBA has to be very different than AAU. Like the way people run sets in the NBA. If you are a good team, you have to be different. And if you're a great player, sometimes the best shot is your best player going one-on-one with someone. Like, if you're the Miami Heat, what's your best play? You think your best play is some, yeah. like, triple side action, double screen for Tyler Hero? Or is it Jimmy Butler, one of the 10 best play- NBA players on the planet, going one-on-one? And, like, that is also part of the argument. So the whole right-way conversation gets conflated with the implicit bias that people might have. Uh, uh, people might have and like we did the Kendrick Perkins stat like where Kendrick Perkins said it was 8 out of 10 media members are white when it's actually 7 out of 10 yeah ESPN ESPN apologized for that it's like see yeah stop being a bigot Kendrick that's right black guys can't do math (laughs) 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 I thought it's actually bold of ESPN to to do I, I guess they have to clarify but um, but do people say bullshit stuff on ESPN literally all the time? Yeah. Why is that the time that they got to clarify that? Yeah, I don't, like because they're not really clear. I mean, they have to. I guess like it's just someone's job. Like, oh, Kendrick, we got to correct Kendrick here. Make sure that we're not a white dominated eight to ten. Wait, wait, hold on. Did anyone base. correct JJ Reddick and say, "Hey, dog"? Um, Implicit bias is an actual thing that exists, and it doesn't necessarily mean that all those people are are fucking um, Jim Crow South racist, but that implicit bias is a thing. Yeah. And it's not like you can't overcome implicit bias. Implicit bias is something everyone has. Yep, yep, yep. And, like, it happens in sports when, uh, I know you're not a big football guy, but, like, there are few white running backs and white cornerbacks. The same way in basketball, when a white guy comes on the court, the implicit bias is a lot of black players be like, "He can right, shoot." We're, 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 one, he can shoot. Two, I gotta take him. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta take him one on one. Clear out, clear out. He man, can't play defense. Man, have I ever told you when I used to play? I used to play in Brixton in London. Oh, this is gonna right? be great. And uh, I I turn up and I was like one of three white guys. The other yep. two were Spanish. I was Greek. Right? Yep. Is maybe like another Slovenian guy somewhere yep. around, and when i and everyone else was black right and it's the type of type of court first to seven um three on three and when i was guarding uh, a black player which is all the time pretty much unless there was another white guy 
on the other team <laughs> and they would just put me yeah. on him and yeah, like, yeah, yeah. if the height matters you you guys yeah. go in the corner yeah. <laughs> yeah just shoot motherfuckers like <laughs> man not down this kick out <laughs> and these courts were were the type where everyone else is like 40 50 people watching uh-huh. again like uh, and like the whole neighborhood is down like they got yeah. their girls there they're playing music everything what did we happening. say last podcast playing in front of the hose yeah exactly <laughs> man that's the thing so like these guys man Whenever I would guard, they'd be like, oh, the white boy, get the white boy, get the white boy. And these guys are pulling out the like the most unnecessarily complicated crossover step backs just to watch me slip. And it would work most of the time. Man, I could see the bloodlust in these guys' eyes, man. And I'm like, man, I'm just trying to... Like, it's Saturday, bro. It's a Saturday. It's a nice day. I'm not trying to... I'm not... I'm just trying to get a sweat in, bro. You don't have to break me down like this in front of everyone every time. Ladies and gentlemen, and this is why Bill Simmons and Ryan Russillo are voting for Nikola Jokic. (laughs) It's revenge. (laughs) The dimmies of the world. That's the only reason. And... Honestly, we should be able to joke about basketball like this. Like, it shouldn't be able to have to cross over into this super serious, like, debate. Because every single time in sports, someone will win MVP, and then there's an argument to be, oh, maybe this other guy should have won it. Or maybe this other guy should have been in the thing. But it made the conversation very weird this week in that some people didn't want to, one, acknowledge it, and two, um, not acknowledge that Jokic is actually really, really good. Yeah. And you can say Embiid and Giannis should be in the conversation because the season's not over yet. Yeah, yeah, everyone should. Yeah, those are the three guys who should win it, not Tatum. He let me down. I, I don't know if you remember earlier podcasts we did where I was like, Tatum MVP. Tatum's there. a guy, yeah, but he's just yeah. not putting, he's just not It's the reason profound. we went to that Celtics game, the Celtics yeah. Raptors game. We're going to watch this year's MVP. Yep, yeah. that's exactly it. And we are going to watch Jokic this week. On uh, Tuesday, Because yeah. part of the reason was like, yeah, I want to I see the MVP. We yeah. saw MB last year. We saw Tatum, and now I want to see uh, Jokic in person. And I think like it, like when it takes away from the actual basketball discussion, that's when it becomes a shitty thing. And Kendrick Perkins cannot be able to articulate a point, and JJ Reddick can be like very angry and very Clay Travisy and um, be very and white, B- very white, yeah, very white. And yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Excuse me, Kendrick Perkins. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Doing the Eddie Murphy voice now. <laughs> That made me remember J.J. Reddick went to Duke. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Like, I was like, oh, fuck, J.J. Reddick's cool now. Like, yeah. He's the guy who's like, ah, oh, yeah, Duke. Yeah. He's still there. You did go to Duke, bro. Yeah. And J. J. Why do you say y'all like that? It feels weird when he says it. Not you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. J.J.? Yeah. yeah, J.J., yeah. He says y'all? <laughs> he says y'all, yeah, because I, I listen to his podcast, and he's like, when y'all were playing cards on, on, the, on the plane and stuff, I'm like, hmm. That's probably just years in the NBA, though. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. okay, okay, yeah. Yeah, but then none of that was present when he was talking to Kendrick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was like, uh, I, I always make a joke about how before going out, I had watched like LeBron game six versus the Celtics. Do you think before J.J. Reddick, 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 J.J. Reddick, Reddick went on, <laughs> that he watched just like Trump debate two versus Hillary Clinton? Yeah, yeah. Like, All right, I got it. Yeah. Kendrick. Your wife is ugly. (laughs) (laughs) Be like, motherfucker, what? (laughs) No. (laughs) Your wife's a dog. (laughs) No, what else I loved this week was when uh, Charles Barkley, at the beginning of the podcast, we stole that bit from Shaq and and Charles. (laughs) uh, Charles Barkley intentionally asked Shaq, 
hey, who's your MVP? And Shaq goes, Giannis. Because <laughs> he's black. That's because yeah. he's black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he couldn't stop laughing. Yeah. And it made me think how much of NBA media or NBA players are just like, Kendrick Parker, shut the fuck up. You don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Because CJ McCollum just this week was like, Jokic is amazing. This guy's like unreal. And unless you play against him, or even you should be able to watch it and see, nah, this is unreal. Like, why does he have to be, why does he have to do a spectacular dunk for you to appreciate his skill set? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not, not, there's no appreciation for the right way to play basketball <laughs> in this, in this highlight you know, environment. No, don't wait for when Jokic and uh, Steph Curry are on the same team and then they take out, they yeah. take out a LeBron Kyrie led uh, Lakers 3.0 team <laughs> and then the NBA just melts down to be like, oh, it's only because Steph is light skinned yeah, and yeah. he has a white center now. This is yeah. bullshit. Yeah, we should do a we should do a draft one day for light skins and whites um, in the NBA. <laughs> See what we could come up with. That's called a teaser because we might actually do that. We might actually do that. Um, the Jaw Dog, Jaw Morant, and and like I just want to defend Jaw Morant at the top of this discussion and say this: uh, I've been listening to Memphis rap all week, and honestly, Jaw, I get it. I, get I mean, it. like I don't listen to Memphis rap, but I've been I'm 29 right now, and if I had two percent of his net worth. You think I'm not going to go to, you know, think I'm not going to flex a bit? You would be so much worse. Oh, no, yeah, that'd be awful. You would be so much worse, and I would still defend you in the media. Oh, yeah, I got your back too, buddy. Yeah, okay, let me, full disclosure, what Dimmy would do is that there would probably be women tied up with ropes. (laughs) Whoa! No, like, in a consenting way. I've never tied anyone up, (laughs) to be clear. I don't know why I have this, this stereo... (laughs) Where did you hear this? <laughs> I'm the most vanilla dude out there. It's because you play in the right way. Because <laughs> I play it the right way. Sometimes I get my ass eaten. Sometimes. <laughs> I don't ask for it. I'm not very vocal. I'm insecure. This, this is a basketball podcast. This is a basketball podcast. <laughs> podcast. Save that for I need a minute. But like, yo, okay. We all have friends who would be caught up in this situation. I even thought, hmm. Which of my friends would be flexing a gun? <laughs> to be like, which one of them, if I gave them unlimited amount of money, and then he had a lot of alcohol, and there were strippers around? Because the, the picture of job with the strippers and money all over the floor. Yeah, it's actually just madness. Came out. Yeah. You know what the funniest part of that photo to me was? He's still, in, he's right after the game. Yeah. <laughs> still we're in the Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah, game. man. He's, he's like, on the one hand, I'm like, yeah, Jaw, you, you, do, you do you. But like, we know the template. We know the template for that continued success and the beautiful messiah, untarnished virgin. It's the LeBron James template. Mm -hmm. Like 20 years in the league, not a single strip club gunshot, even though this is America. Right, it it is America. It is America. Like, why, yeah, I thought when, this was America. Yeah, right. I thought, yeah. I thought guns were yeah, like yeah. part of your Fucking thing. Adam it's... Silver's a narc, dude. Like, <laughs> we're gonna get to that alien. Yeah, <laughs> like, and to go to the LeBron thing, so many of the younger generation of players don't get caught up in anything like this because they learn from the past. They learn from like the late nineties, early two thousands. They saw those guys get in trouble, and they're like, "Nah, fuck this, not like this. It's not worth it." Yeah, they don't even fight anymore. 
like everyone pretends fight, but no one wants to actually fight because they know the kind of money is at stake. Fred Blandley burned money when he criticized the refs only because he has a new contract. And he's like, okay, 30,000 just to get this off my chest. I can do it. Yeah, he's and fucking I, refs. Yeah, that's what and he said. Even players now are like galaxy braining this when they want to complain about the refs. I saw Marcus Smart do it. He goes, I don't want to get fined, but what Fred Blandley said. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's such a perfect way to good. avoid yeah, yeah. any fine just to be like Fred Van Vliet. I know in the yeah, playoffs yeah. someone's going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> be like shouts to Fred, man. Yeah. But Someone play that clip. To there get to get back to the to the jaw thing and the LeBron thing and I think like that's why this seems like such a huge outlier is because everyone's been media trained to like an insane degree and yeah, we don't hear anything about LeBron. I mean, that's because as Chael Sonnen says, he gets his um, steroids on the low, and then his side piece is an international superstar. Sorry, LeBron. <laughs> you th- who are you thinking about, Rihanna? It's obviously Rihanna. Rihanna? Yeah, there's definitely an agreement to be like, yo, Savannah, you can't talk about this one. Savannah's like, yo. Even, you I think mean, ASAP's like, yo, it's, give me some of those genes. Give me them, give me them genetics. You know, you, know, you know what else it is? Like, imagine you walk into that situation and you're like, you know what? I can live with that. Yeah. She's like, LeBron is not going to... Rem- I don't know if you remember Superhead, uh, who was a video girl back in the day. I don't know. She got married and she used to fuck Lil Wayne and said... She told her husband at the time, she's like, listen, we could be in a relationship, but when Lil Wayne calls, I'm going to go. <laughs> and you can leave or you can stay. You can be okay with this. Those are just the parameters and no harm, no foul. Just to let you know. God, part of me would be like, I wish I had this presence of mind to be like, yeah, that's yeah. 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 Baby. I love you. You go. Yeah. Tell me how the private jet was. Is Dil Wayne cool? Are the stories true? Can I come? I, I don't, I don't have to be in the room. What was his inspiration for a Millie? <laughs> six foot, seven foot. Yeah. Six foot, seven foot. How did like, how did he, anyway, back to yeah. <laughs> see if you got, Always goes back to rap music and like part of the cultural thing of, oh, there's John. Like the idea that you got to be tough or like show this, this air of like superiority or alpha dominance over someone else by being tougher because the NBA is fake tough. John Morant wants to be the guy who's like, no, I'm yeah. actually, I'm actually like that. Yeah. And you went I, to Crenshaw. That's a private school. Is that, is that, there, there is yeah. a there is a thing though, because I know I knew some like private school gangsters who actually did jail time because they were about that life and actually yeah. did that. And I and Joe Budden brought this up on his podcast. He's like, John Moran keeps telling us he's like that, and we keep saying he's not. He's like, yeah, but what if he's like that? What if he's like that? <laughs> what if yeah. he's like that? And that's my John Moran pivot. What if John Moran leans in, and he's like, yo. I'm I'm the Tupac of the NBA. Yeah, and you all just gotta live. live you with guys that. want this smoke? Have what? it. Take this. Still look at this. Still become the most popular. Imagine if John Morant could rap like Damian Lillard. Yeah. What would happen? Yeah. I wish. Um, uh, fuck. I really wish. I don't know what Nike's gonna do. That's Nike stood thing. by him. They stood by. They him? stood by their man. They were like, "Yo, we we saw John Morant's apology, and we're know, cool with it. Respects, man. Much better apology than Kyrie yeah. Irving. They even said those words exactly. What if he goes and then and, look at this Phil Knight Jordan yeah. trailer? Because you can, yeah, you can tote a gun in America. Yeah, but don't say 
don't say anti-Semitic stuff or racist stuff. Yeah. That's but, a carry job. But See? It, yeah. You know he's a superstar. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't get called of for carries. Of course he carries. Yeah. yeah. But there's open carry law in Memphis. That's why a comedian. That was that was fucking great. That was fucking great. But yeah, like the NBA has drawn the line on what they accept, what they can't accept, and because what Kyrie did wasn't illegal, what Jamarant did was not illegal unless he like carried the gun over state lines and then took it into NBA facility. Yeah, right. It was and, on the plane. Right. So the police investigated and said no, nothing happened because no one would snitch. Everyone's going to be like. What gun? I don't know. That was yeah. someone else's gun. He yeah. got in the club. Oh, was just flexing on Instagram, but we don't know where it is now. Yeah. Um, that's it. I'm sure like someone buried that. Some fixer get called, and that was that. And so John Morant is probably going to take maybe one more week off and then be back. But for Memphis, they have to make a, a playoff push. And to get back to the basketball uh, part of this, this team is now a villain. Dylan Brooks is a villain who does not work out. Lean into this. Dylan Brooks, yeah. He looks like a bouncer at a club I'm not allowed in. Or like an extra on Breaking Bad. Like, right? What is that? He's, he's got the, he's got the yeah, double yeah. ponytail and the goatee. Because it looks like he just smokes weed all day. <laughs> does no exercise, but can hoop. Has amazing cardio yeah and it's just able to run around all day all the time and then can have drinks later i think dylan is about that life though like i wouldn't fuck with dylan brooks yeah if he looked me in the eye i'd look down like the of the players to fight on memphis if you had to rank them of who you would want to fight dylan brooks would be one um is steven adams on there oh fuck yeah no steven adams that was another funny thing for me like this john moran story is like you know, Stephen Adams was in a gang, and then he stopped being in a gang. He's like in a gang. And my immediate thoughts were, what the fuck kind of gang was Stephen Adams in? What was the initiation? And who was going to tell Stephen Adams that he can't, like, he can't leave a gang? I'm sorry. I'm just going to laugh at Desmond Bain because he dribbles like someone who works out. Yeah. Like, I just Honestly, when I see a guy that's built like Desmond Bain, like, come and play pickup, I'm like, yeah. oh, it's going to be a long day, dude. Like, yeah, yeah. He's going to run into me. Yep. He's got 40 pounds on me. He's, there's a lot of elbows here. Mm-hmm. That's exactly He's going to call foul all the time. He can't shoot. So, yeah, that you just described me. Um, <laughs> so, Steven Adams, one. Desmond Bain, two. No, Dylan Brooks, two. Dylan Brooks, two. Desmond Bain, and then Jaw. I mean, I wouldn't want to fight. I mean, I, I don't want to fight any NBA players. To no, be clear. obviously not. But like, Jaron Jackson's a big guy. Yeah, they're all but, huge people. <laughs> you know, Jaron Jackson is big. <laughs> <laughs> he leads the league in blocks for two years yeah. in a row. Um, I think yeah, Jaw. I feel like because of now Jaw's, uh, uh, not reputation, but the persona that he might be building, and uh, his now historical evidence of him biting at the first opportunity yeah um what is it circa shannon sharp of the lakers game he uh yeah he would i'd I'd, maybe i'd say some trash talk to jaw like jaw where's your kid or some shit i don't know that's the the best i could come up jaw think of the kids the kids are being influenced. But after your open carry line, I thought you would have come with something much better. Oh, uh, man. You, know, you got to bomb sometimes. Otherwise, yeah. 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 I, I, just think, I just think from Memphis that they're in a lose-lose situation because they are one championship or bust or because they're going to make changes to the team, right? And another funny part about it was that they had a meeting with Ja 
to be like, yo, calm down. Stephen Adams said on the road, we need to have discipline. And then this happened the very next day, yeah. which is hilarious. And I think, and this goes back to the entire age we live in. Sometimes things are just funny and it's okay. And it's fucking hilarious that they had that meeting and John Morant went, fuck you. We had a hose at. Yo, I've booked 17 strippers tonight. I don't care what you're saying, Stephen Adams. Yeah. All of them are going to be showered in the money that Nike's paid me. Yeah. And I'm going to enjoy myself. Look yeah. at this pistol I just got. Isn't yeah. it nice? Is it a Desert Eagle? Who cares? It's bejeweled. <laughs> pew, 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 pew. Hey, imagine just like a water gun. It's got like tequila in it. <laughs> He's just like, shooting it in I the stripper's mouth. It, that's the only thing that he could have done that would have been worse if he just like shot it. Is it more embarrassing to come out with an apology that it's not a real gun? It shot tequila out and i was shooting it into my boy's mouths is that a good pr tactic so much worse is that worse so if that at least he wouldn't have got suspended though yeah true but i think like if that were to happen the nba would be able to roast him forever until he won a championship yeah because uh and that's what we're gonna have like the pressure rankings at the end of this but i i think like memphis is under such massive amounts of pressure and that they are likely to play like golden state uh in the first round or or dallas and i think like those are bad matchups for them and like this is what you want for like any story because we were talking about narratives in the nba and the mvp discussion you need a villain and your villain shouldn't be gone in the first round your villain should survive yeah and keep going and man imagine like we thought the the race thing came up when Jokic was just you know playing ball going to win MVP. Imagine a Nuggets Grizzlies series. Imagine the how the media would yeah. melt to be like John Morant versus Nikola yeah, Jokic yeah. all yeah. the time. Someone yeah. who plays the right way <laughs> on and off the court. Yeah, and he breeds the, horses. And then this thug. Yeah, yeah, the horse breeder versus the thug. Thug uh, Grizzlies. I mean, like if it actually becomes that much of a shit show. I I'll, I think I'll just be embarrassed. It's just embarrassing for the yeah. for ESPN. It, it, I'll, I'll be interested in the memes for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the memes will be the memes would be good, and I would not want ESPN to talk about anything other than basketball. Tell me about pick and rolls and double teaming Jokic That's, and how that doesn't work. I don't think the general public they would never do. Yeah, that. the the ratings would drop if they actually started talking about the ins and outs of actual basketball. But because like the the sideshow of it is good and speaking about sideshows like the dylan brooks draymond green beef when like yeah i saw draymond respond to dylan brooks because dylan brooks said all he said was like i don't like the warriors i don't think draymond green is good but that's your opponent that's your rival my head is like so what when draymond green said all the stuff he said one it was very factual two i wanted the ether beat to be laid over draymond green saying that and I was like, yeah, this is good. This is good for the NBA. And they played very soon after that. No one got into a fight. They they got in each other's mugs, though. Yeah, but that's, yeah. that's good. good. That's, no, it's that's exciting. just like regular highlight trash talk. Yeah, immediate highlight. The uh, Kevin Harlan gets to like raise his voice. Yeah. Bring trash talk back yeah. to the NBA. What, I, what did Kevin Harlan say? He's like, he's oh, like, he's responding to the podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Imagine if we could come on this podcast, say some shit, and then an NBA player automatically responds yeah. to it. But just, I just want to yeah. confirm. And just when I when I read what when I heard when I read what Dylan Brooks said, is it bad that I agreed with him? I don't think that Draymond would necessarily be a good player on most NBA rosters, 
And the evidence for that, I've always had that suspicion and yeah. I've always been blasted for it. But the evidence for that when Clay and Steph were injured and the and the Warriors were just so dog shit. And you saw the plays that Draymond yeah. was were, was actually running. And you could tell that he got really sensitive after that, which is why he responded. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Keep going. No, I, I just Draymond really, really, really uh got so offended, which tells which says something. You are a bit sensitive about it. Yeah, he's game. insecure about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's insecure about it, but that's how you trash talk. You go out there in securities, but the line was not crossed. No. And what no. I like about this and what I like about the Luca and Booker thing yeah. is that... That's my favorite one. Yeah. The line isn't crossed. It's just talking about basketball. They're not saying anything else. They're not saying anything personal. They're like, yo, you trash dog. Like, yeah. you cannot play. And my pushback on that would go back to your Jokic thing, is that what Draymond Green does, what Jokic does, what Steph Curry does... You maximize the skill set that you have. You maximize the athleticism that you have. Exactly. Because you cannot do all those things. And Draymond knows I'm limited doing this. And the most I agree with you on that. I'm yeah. limited doing this thing is when someone's wide open for a three pointer and they immediately do a pivot and it's like, let me look to passes because I ain't taking this shit and we're gonna lose this possession. Consider me cooked. Yeah, he's the Dennis Rodman of today. Yeah. So yeah. like you have to, I think for Draymond, like, would he be as good as he is now in this Golden State Warriors system, maybe not. But you know what a good coach would do? How can I use Draymond? If Draymond, if prime Draymond was playing with prime LeBron, I think that's also a problem. Like, that's a really good matchup because, like, yo, I'm going to make sure LeBron gets open every time. Every quasi-illegal and illegal screen, like, this guy is going to get, and I will do all the dirty work for him. Yeah. And Dylan Brooks... I'm going to be honest with you, like, don't back down. Please don't back down. But Dylan Brooks, that's actually what you should aspire to. Get a third to. ponytail. Yeah. <laughs> Please. Get a third ponytail. But, like, hey, yo, like, uh, this is what I want for Memphis. Like, I dislike them. I like watching them lose. But I also want them to hang around. And I'd, sometimes you want the villain to win. At some point, Memphis should win this with yeah. the score of players. I hope. I think we both agree. The most exciting part of time in the nba were, were the heatles yeah right because everyone wanted them to fail and when they did it was so gratifying and then when they were dominating we're like yeah they're fucking good aren't they it's yeah so yeah nice. fuck. yeah look at these guys lebron is so He's good so at basketball fucking... i'd imagine jamaran be like yeah. oh my god this criminal is cooking everyone right now yeah. that's what you want that is that is what you want and then uh to the dylan brooks trash talk um with draymond happens the same week or a week apart from when we saw Devin Booker and Luca get into it. And this they admit that they don't like each other. My again, favorite rivalry in the NBA. Which is great for all stars to be like, to be like, yo, fuck you, no, fuck you. And this is how you know it's true trash talk. I think Luca was so pissed after he missed this bunny. Yeah. And Devin Booker just like is talking to the ref and Luca goes up in his face because he's so frustrated. He's like, I let this asshole win. Yeah. And he he said it after the game. He's like, Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's nice to talk when you're at the end of the game and you're up. You know what? Is, you know what Luca's probably thinking. You got KD, and this still came down to like last second. Yeah, shot. yeah. Please let me play. And you in the I and I missed the a bunny. He, like he was, he spun around KD and had a layup, and it went <sighs> right out like a Carl Malone. A shot. No, that is athleticism. If Luca had the lift, he would have dunked that. Yeah, yeah. He dunked that. <laughs> if Luca could jump the right way. <laughs> Yo, imagine the internet and Twitter burning down if Jokic is in the playoffs and misses a game tying shot on a bunny because he doesn't dunk it at seven yeah, feet tall. Yeah. But like, 
I like this beef because they're both at some point they can guard each other, but they won't really guard each other, but they may be forced into it. So you always love that matchup. And they're both offensive players, meaning when it's time and to stars. go jump shot for jump shot, stars, that Kevin Durant is gonna look at Devin Booker and be like, Dog, you gotta take him and like yeah, throw yeah. the ball to him and be like, You talking shit right now. That's actually gonna be my favorite matchup in the playoffs if it happens, I think. Yeah. Suns, Dallas, it's gonna be the juicy. And because you know, and I think like it's sometimes it's said and it like it happens, it's an emotional game. Like people don't like LeBron, but sometimes they don't say it. Why doesn't anyone just fucking say it the way like like Luca and Booker can say it? Because like there's no championships here, and yeah. like the the Dylan Brooks um, Draymond thing seems lopsided because Draymond has four championships, so he can always go rings at the end of yeah yeah every, he, can, he can do the he can take the, the Shaq part versus yeah, yeah. Uh, Charles. On Shaq there. fucking yeah, loves yeah. saying that. Yeah, yeah. Like every single You don't season. know what it takes to, to win an NBA championship, well, Charles. You never did it. Yeah. He's like, oh, you broke, bitch. Like, that's all they Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. You broke, bitch. Men are so stupid. Yeah. They have, like, three things you can yeah. say to each other. Yeah. yeah. All right, Your man. wife's a dog. <laughs> the man... So, all right. <laughs> Unbelievable. Another segue. And I wanted to talk about this. I put this on the list. Lakers being good. Lakers are back. Lake Show is back. On the last podcast, before LeBron got injured, I kind of intimated. as like, what would happen if this team is actually good and the Lakers made a run? They were down 50. And by the end of the podcast, they had come back and actually won the game, beat the Mavericks. Since the Westbrook trade, have gone, I think it's like 9-3 and three in the last yeah. 12 with an injured LeBron. What the fuck? Yeah. And uh, since the Westbrook trade, they've been on this, well, this nice little streak of wins. And the Clippers have been losing, which is the other funny part of it. I love that. Just because yeah. I, I sports hate the Clippers, I love to see the Clippers. Yeah, play. and it's yeah. because of Paul George. It just kind of also makes me sad for Westbrook. Like you're trying to hear out dispelling narratives, and f- why is that my favorite word on this podcast? Narrative. I'm gonna stop talking. You should you should go to Riz next. Yeah, <laughs> Riz. I think that's what it is, man. Like I think that the Lakers are good for the NBA. People love watching them. They love talking about them. They love watching the Lakers lose, which is again that's why you need teams like that. To be in it, to be in the playoffs, and I really hope the Lakers make it. And I hope yeah. like they're on their way. They're on their way. Anthony Davis is playing like Anthony Davis. LeBron is tweeting out, "I love this team." Laker yeah. fans are like, yeah. "I got my swagger back." This is this who, is happening. Who would have thought the D'Angelo Austin Reeves duo tearing it up last night as well? And all they need is LeBron to come back from Germany yeah. with like some new improved. Ozempic, HGH, TRT kind exactly. of blend. Put it in a chewing gum. Yeah. Go out there every game, and then he's back to Superman status. He's got to come back with the uh, the um, pregame uh, book uh, reading oh, routine. Yeah, I think Which he's got book? A, I think uh, what, so. The famous ones are Hunger Games and the Malcolm X. Yeah, but now he needs a new one. I'm saying, like, if you're LeBron, which new book are you going to give LeBron for his playoff run? Interesting. So are we going political or or, or child? Fuck, go, uh, and, go anything. There's so many. I was like, would, a, would LeBron do like atomic habits? <laughs> what, <do you> do? <laughs> what is it? The sole art of not giving a fuck. Yes. yes. <laughs> Stoicism. <laughs> what do you do? Like, 
<laughs> the three body problem. Yeah. He can do anything. Yeah. yeah. I love the not yeah, give a yeah. fuck one. Blink. Yeah. yeah, as well. <laughs> <laughs> that is so memeable if he's in blink and yeah. then they get eliminated in the first round. Yeah, he doesn't do it. He just he just got made fun of so much. Yeah. Right? He should again, this is why you should lean into shit like this. Yeah. And before every game, just like the second page of every a different book every time it's like yeah i actually finished that last night yeah and then just goes on chat gpt gets a summary of what yeah, happened exactly, in the book yeah. and regurgitates it to the media yeah yeah <laughs> oh fuck. come on lebron come back and do this please yeah like <laughs> you know i need we need the lakers to be good because the lakers will get us out the house to go watch playoff games yeah instead of just sitting at home and then texting each other not They're, a foul yeah <laughs> They're, well, are they the most valuable franchise in the NBA? Uh, yeah, probably pretty much any team. Yeah. The, oh, no, the Warriors. The Warriors, Warriors are yeah. one, and I think maybe they might be two. Warriors light years ahead. That team sucks. Yeah, yeah, surprising. And I think, like, for the Warriors, they, um, before game, and we got to talk about, like, these pre-game injuries. Durant and Kaminga went out in, like, a four-day span, warming up before a game, landing, and then being hurt. And is it your opinion that players get injured more frequently now or that we are just more keenly aware of it whenever it happens? Because uh, how the fuck does that happen twice in one week? And for the Suns, this is right after the trade. Durant looks like he's cooking again, like he's back. Another injury. I don't know. But I don't know if they get injured more frequently because um, I don't know what would, what the average was battery yeah yeah uh, frequency was yeah. back in the day um i know the game itself is a lot more fast paced mm-hmm. um more but also at the same time right. medical technology is a lot more advanced um the coaches and the staff they understand mm-hmm. resting the players more which you'd think would prevent injuries but at the same time like injuries are just like the way kevin durant fell mm-hmm. that's something that could, could happen, happen to any motherfucker anytime, and seven yeah. and and he's seven feet like if that shit happens to you like the angle at which is his ankle kind of uh twisted i don't not know me, though yeah. built different <laughs> i i'm not sure i think um i heard i heard um paul george talk about this and his theory was i was again on the jj reddick podcast uh racist he, yep supporting my white brothers <laughs> Why do you make me say shit like that, man? I don't know. I don't know. Just keep going. I just said LeBron. Because I bite for no fucking reason. And then it comes out of my mouth like I'm, and I feel like shit afterwards. Paul George on the JJ Reddick podcast. Paul George on the JJ Reddick podcast said, because players are being rested more frequently and we don't practice the way we used to practice where it used to be all out. It's more controlled. Our bodies aren't prepared for the actual game day impact. But I don't know. He didn't really sound like it just sounds so anecdotal. That sounds I'm sure like so, much so unscientific yeah. to me <laughs> to do that. Yeah. So I, I really don't. I, I'd like to think teams have gotten better at managing injuries because yeah. they're and especially with advanced stats and the the uh, the just better medical staff, I guess, around. Like, in the 90s, people were go- were smoking in, in between games. That, that Gilbert Arenas had a story about how there was cocaine in someone's socks while he was playing. That's just a performance-enhancing drug. Yeah, to be <laughs> fair. Yeah. No wonder they were fighting that much. <laughs> no. 
hey, please give LeBron cocaine when he comes back. Man, <laughs> can you imagine what a nightmare rotation that would be? Like you, like LeBron, like at five in the morning in a basement talking yeah. about how he's good at fucking what, what's that NFL video game like Madden <laughs> Madden <laughs> yeah or Madden is like plays. let me tell you what I really think about Jordan yeah <laughs> <laughs> but like I think it also depends on the age of the players because like let's be real John Morant is partying with strippers and like showing guns on the ground and drinking like unlimited amounts of Hennessy like it happens like people can recover and then play the next day I think like these guys might not like practice because sometimes and like remember what the all-star game looked like and then the very next day we watched them play or not the very next day but later that week we watched them play intense games right away on the opening because they were getting so much shit from the all-star it's like that's a huge difference in basketball and those first few quarters were like warm up into the second half and that's i think what happens in a lot of nba games and the only solution reduce the amount of games that people play Put it at 60-something games. People will practice. They will rest less. But then the NBA will be less money. And then the players have to take less money. Because now all of a sudden you're working less. You know? Yeah. I've always... I understand that they're trying to um, increase profits every single season. And uh, I, I love it when we separate. The NBA is fantastic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Equality for everyone. Love. Equity. Equity. 